the problem with that is you can go to these people and they can do this work for you. But then the second an unexpected bill comes up or a payment you weren't expecting comes through or you want to go do something but you don't have the funds to do it or that person from your past that you thought was healed and released and let go of from the letters you burned or the healing that someone else did for you shows up in your life or from the grapevine you hear about them again and you're triggered, that placebo effect goes completely away. Welcome to the Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, international intuition coach and spiritual activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? Because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you. These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's activate. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited to finally be experiencing this in a new way with you under the new name Intuitively Connected. It is so wonderful to be able to finally settle into this new level, this new stage, and to develop this really cohesive experience for you moving forward. I was really torn between, okay, do I talk about intuition and self-development or do I talk about spiritual entrepreneurs and leaders? And though I genuinely, though I genuinely love both aspects, I love supporting spiritual entrepreneurs and really honing in on their gifts and delivering these magnetic, powerful containers that are truly rooted in the best place for them to develop themselves and their clients' ability to thrive in life, I really continuously come back to the same focus that when I started all of this and I learned about intuition, my jaw hit the floor six out of 18 modules in because I could not believe that we were doing things backwards. And the more and more that I work with people, specifically women and even entrepreneurs, spiritual entrepreneurs, It is these fundamental misunderstandings or uh, misguidance that they've received or lack of connection that they can truly lean on and trust that is always such a core aspect of the work that we do. Believe it or not, starting and developing a business is actually really easy. You need three to four things. You need a place for people to pay you, 
a service that you get to offer, a clear message that tells people exactly what you do, and then a social platform for you to be able to show up on and just really dive into consistency. And in this world of instant gratification for spiritual entrepreneurs and equally for those of you on a self-development and spiritual journey, we tend to think that everything's going to just happen overnight. Like, oh, I had this great idea. Now all of a sudden I'm going to be a business owner or this transformation's going to happen overnight. All of a sudden I'm going to be able to speak clearly about my feelings, about my life, about my direction. I'm going to start making hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands within this first month of my launch. But it's like, Anything you want to do truly takes the time and the consistency. And in this phase that I'm moving through, it is all about just continuously letting you know exactly what you can do to truly transform your life. And I know that that sounds like such a blanket statement, but there is always going to be something that we are conflicted with, whether that's our emotions, our past, our finances, our health, our relationships, communication, not being where we think that we should be or want or being able to do what we want to do, like whatever that is, there will always be some form of duality that exists. And it doesn't mean that it always has to be in this like in-depth, traumatic, rut, can't get out of type of way. But there will always be something that we want to improve or that gets to be improved on. And as I continued to come back to the foundation of my faith, of my connection, of God was really inviting me to do, I couldn't overlook these fundamental pieces, this jaw-dropping understanding that we are truly doing things backwards. And in this particular episode, we're going to talk about why you don't need a healer. And this also comes from someone who used to practice healing work, who used to do healings. And even from a faithful place, right, working with God, working with Jesus, being in that alignment with that truth, there is still scripture of when you work and have Jesus in your heart, sorry, when you have Jesus in your heart and when you work with him, that you can develop gifts to go out and do healings. Like his disciples were literally created to go out and to prophesy and to spread the good news and to heal in the name of Jesus. So I'm not saying that healers are completely useless, but what I am saying is that saying is that healers rooted in the wrong place are never going to support you. Because the ones that have God in their heart, the ones that work with Jesus genuinely through the words written in scripture, they aren't doing that work to just fill their bank accounts, to just better their lives, to just manifest their vision board at your expense, to just be able to help you through one thing. They're also sharing the good news of what you can do far beyond their containers with you. They're teaching you along the way tips or skills that you can integrate into your life so that you don't need them because you don't need them. And every time I have personally gone to healers, it was always this placebo effect that we're going to get into later. And it wasn't until I started learning what I am capable of and the potential that actually existed within me and the skills to be able to see beyond my own limitations, be able to work through my own emotions, have a higher sense of self-awareness. 
is when I realized that I didn't need to keep going to these people to run energy for me. And if you're an energy healer and you're listening to this, I'm not trying to put you out of business. I can support you in developing a method that is truly going to genuinely up-level and upgrade your service and what you can provide for your clients. And I don't say that arrogantly or ignorantly. I say that because over the last half a decade, I have taken the time to listen to thousands of women's stories of their experiences and going to healers and going to psychics and going to all these people for guidance and understanding, but always still feeling like there's something missing. There's a void. They're still out of control. They're not actually figuring out how to actually fix the problems that they are going to, that they're still being perpetuated in their lives. The cycles are still continuing. And it was equally why I continued to develop in studying psychology and behavior and emotions and energy and intuition and practicing and perfecting the methods that I now teach today, either to spiritual entrepreneurs to really dive into the ability to support their clients on such a deeper, more profound level, or equally just those who are seeking to have a better life, to overcome their challenges from their past, to have that deeper awareness and that intuitive connection. They feel like they are intuitive, but they don't want to be deceived or they don't want to get lost in all the stuff of the new age spiritual industry or they've gone and they've spent all the money, but nothing's really seeming to work for them. There is a reason And we're going to dig into the four reasons why you don't need a healer today and equally two reasons of what you need to decide if you are on a spiritual development, healing, and connection journey. Before we dig in, I want to really start with this passage from uh, Matthew and it is the parable of the sower. And this one was one that I found very early on when I started to open up and read the Bible for myself, like just genuinely my own relationship building experience with God. And it has honestly stuck out with with me ever since and has continuously been true and true and true. And if you're not someone who reads the Bible or believes in Christianity or maybe even God, I really invite you to just listen to this with an open heart and an open mind. Because this parable relates in so many ways, both in our stubbornness to actually evolve ourselves and equally in why it's so important to really check into where you're rooted in, where your source connection is coming from, and ultimately why you might struggle with faith to believe that things are going to get better or that miracles are already existing in your life and so on and so forth. So this is Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 23. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude uh, stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they have no, had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. 
but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, uh, a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who hear or he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came to him and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of his people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes ha uh, they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Therefore, Hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in him, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some of hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So if you're listening to that and you're like, oh man, what does that mean? What it is talking about is that as we are going out into this world, as we are listening and we are consuming all this information and all these teachings and all this stuff in our lives, under what circumstances are we receiving them? Are we doing it truly with blind eyes and ears and minds? Or are we doing it with eyes open, ears open, and hearts open, minds open, to doing it for an intention that's so much greater than just self-fulfillment? Even within this passage, it talks about how those who are not willing to set their pride aside or their ego aside surrounding, even if you have a belief in the universe and you're like, oh man, scripture, Oh, God, Jesus, sure. Or I call it source. What a dishonor to God to call it source. Would you call your mother by a different name because it just felt right to you? No, you wouldn't. Because when we go to these spiritual practices, that same premise carries through. 
You can't just change things because it feels more comfortable to you, because less people will be triggered by you, because you can inflate the ideology of what you're trying to gather from bits and pieces. You got to be all in with it. And in this passage, it specifically speaks to that those who are not willing to listen and open their eyes and their hearts and their minds with that space of conviction, like even take God out of it for a moment. If you've listened to this and you're rolling your eyes or you're thinking like, hey, like, uh, yeah, okay, cool for you, but not for me. Are you convicted in the things that you're saying? Are you convicted in the things that you're doing? Are you convicted in your beliefs? Because one of the things that has really separated a lot of people when it came to a lot of the COVID stuff was the people who were convicted in their values and beliefs. And I'm not even necessarily saying like it was only people who followed God who were like, yeah, COVID's a sham. I mean people who had genuine rooted values deciding that they weren't going to be a part of it. Now, I understand in context when saying that, that there's a lot of different reasons for why a lot of different people went through with believing in or trusting in or going through with the experiment. I'm not trying to shame you. That's not my intention here. But for those who were really allowing their minds to open, their hearts to hear, and to believe that there was something so much greater planned for them, beyond the uncomfortability of judgment or other people's choices or whatever the world was saying or whatever desire outcome that you're seeking in your life, that if you're truly rooted in this valuable, profound place, and remember, I'm not sharing this with you because I've been a devout Christian my whole life. This really only came to me last summer and I struggled with it hard until probably about February or March when I finally decided to be convicted and all in on this belief and man has it changed my life not only my life but just even sharing this good news with my clients lives it has opened up their minds and their hearts to not only just following God and building that relationship. It's about building a relationship. This isn't about going to church. This isn't about being a part of religion. It's about building a relationship with the source that created you. Like, why would you not want that in your life? And in this passage, it's letting you know that when you follow from this space, that you will be so much more abundant and uh, produce so much more fruit in your life because you are rooted in good soil. And when it comes to why you don't need a healer, how this all interrelates is because the true ultimate healer is Jesus Christ. He is the only one documented in all passages, scriptures, anything, tablets, um... Uh, history where he lived that true and perfect life and he was able to heal people of all capacities and backgrounds no matter what they did or who they were and there is no other belief system no other ideology if you have one please send it to me I'd love to dig into it But as far as my research has gone, there is no other ideology or belief that acknowledges a true healer like Jesus. And so when we're going to these healers 
And they're doing it with the universe. They're doing it with goddesses. They're doing it with crystals. Um, The problem is that, one, you're limited to their energy and their perception. So even if they are so enthralled that they get to help you in your life and that's like their mission, they're so excited, they get to support you, how amazing, they are always still limited to their self-perception, to their energy of that day. Even if things are going the best or maybe not the greatest behind the scenes, you're still subjected to their energy. It's not clean. It's not pure. It's not infinite. They're a human being. They have real life experiences. They're also, hopefully as a healer, going through their own awakenings and awarenesses. Not always does that mean we have to be enthralled in this deep entrenched work, but they have their own things in their life, right? They have their own beliefs, their own ways of looking. So when you're going to a healer, you're going to involve yourself in that person's energy. Even with Reiki, we can say you're running universal energy, but with Reiki, you're still having that person run it for you. And then especially if there's someone who interprets the energy, now again, you're still limited to their perception, right? And again, I used to do this stuff until I continued to learn and find a better way and analyze the experiences that were coming out of my clients. I don't offer healing sessions anymore, not because I don't necessarily believe in them, but because I found a way to, for myself and for my clients to understand how to heal themselves, right? The self-healing aspect of life is truly, truly available, but it also matters where you're healing from. Is it from other people or are you healing from God? And within that, number two is that when you go to other people, it's a placebo effect until something else comes up. If you're going to a healer because you want to heal a relationship within yourself, you want to um, let go of the resentment you're carrying from your childhood, maybe you're wanting to heal a lack of ability to communicate more clearly, maybe you're wanting to heal energy that you experience or limitations you experience surrounding money, Uh, That's a very common one. People going to light code practitioners or healers so that they can upgrade the energy in their system to receive more money. It's the craziest thing that I've ever heard. I never offered uh, healings or readings like that because just in of itself, like think about where someone has to be in their mind and in their emotions and in their behaviors to feel so desperate and just so detached from their own ability to get themselves out of a bind to have to go and rely on somebody channeling energy. And I'm not shaming or blaming anyone in this. Like I genuinely want you to think about that. That's a huge one that I see in this industry. If it's not like inner child healing uh, with healing sessions, it's typically money. Those tend to be like the biggest ones. And... The problem with that is you can go to these people and they can do this work for you, but then the second an unexpected bill comes up or a payment you weren't expecting comes through or you want to go do something but you don't have the funds to do it or that person from your past that you thought was healed and released and let go of from the letters you burned or the healing that someone else did for you shows up in your life or from the grapevine you hear about them again and you're triggered that placebo effect goes completely away. So what exactly did you go to that healing for? 
That's what I want people to start thinking about, right? Number three is you're still going to lack the awareness of being able to help yourself out of then those future experiences. So when those unexpected bills come up or when you don't have the funds in your account to do the things that you want or when you're scrolling on social media comparing your life to where everybody else is or when you're comparing your business to where everybody else is or when people are judging you or dumping their perceptions and their beliefs and their advice on you and you're getting emotionally or overwhelmed and stimulated, you're still lacking the awareness as to how to process that even though you went to this person for this healing, right? So it's in these experiences that it doesn't actually address you knowing what to do. And number four is if you aren't taking actions to address the mental and the emotional and the physical components to what's making you feel limited and stagnant and blocked and stuck, then you'll always be in the same cycles, So going to somebody else and paying money for these healings doesn't actually help you if you're not addressing the emotional and the physical and the mental components of what got you there in the first place. So you lack the awareness to see what changes need to be made. You lack the ability to understand what changes need to be made. And then you just keep paying for these placebo effects that are limited to this other person's way of living and life and their own experiences and challenges. And again, I'm not blaming or shaming people who run these services, but what I am inviting anyone to think about who's listening to this is how are you supporting your clients in taking away things for them to develop in these areas? And if you're someone who's going to these healers, What are you doing to address these things? Because you can't pay for healing. Like you can pay for medicinal cures, holistic or Western Western medicine, right? Like you can pay for these things. But ultimately, even in Western medicine, even on holistic medications um, and treatments, there are still things that need to be addressed mentally, emotionally, and physically if you want that long-term lasting result. I was listening to this TikTok today and it was someone who has spent their career doing blood analysis and they talked about how having studied people's blood over their the career of their work and still doing this to this day, studying blood that was anything other than uh, blood that had been treated by radiation, so cancer treatments or things that involve that, the number one type of blood that remained and was the most distributed uh, and disconnected, so it wasn't functioning properly, was a person with emotional damage. A loss of a child, going through a divorce, constant amounts of stress, feeling deep levels of rejection, uh, subjected to um, abusive experiences. Even the people who were in comas or car accidents or had severe injuries, their blood wasn't as distributed in the way that someone who was going through deep emotional trenches was, whether it was things they were carrying from their past or things that were happening to them in real time. And I found that so fascinating because it's such a beautiful example of how we don't have to get punched in the face or hit by a car to be out of alignment 
or to need some form of healing. It is these emotional things that happen to us in our lives that truly affect us. So if we're not willing, if you're not willing to take the steps and actions necessary to not only equip your skills with the ability to overcome these things now from the past and inevitably in the future because life is always throwing curveballs at us, it's just how it works. The duality is so precious. Then you're really just throwing money at a wall and hoping that it sticks and it works out. And then placebo effect, when something of that degree or caliber comes up, you're never able to work past it again. And so here are two reasons why, or here are two things that you need to decide on when you go into a personal development or spiritual healing growth journey. You have to decide that you're going to be willing to try. Try things on your time. Try things of all natures, period. Not just going to a Reiki practitioner to run energy through you. But you have to try. You have to try the meditation, the journaling, the changing up your food, the going for the proper physical testing, going through the ability to develop the skills for mental and emotional awareness, allowing yourself to follow through with the practices daily. And maybe you give yourself a 30 to 60 or 90 day kind of time frame. And typically this is what I suggest for my clients is you generally, there's the word, Give yourself 60 days, two months, eight weeks, and you try a set of things that are structured to support each other. What do I mean by that? It can be three things like journaling, meditating, and cleaning up your nutrition. For 60 days, you try those things and you see what your results are. You see, we talked about in the beginning this instant gratification of all of a sudden you made this decision, you jumped into this investment, you're going through this change like you're all in for it, and then you think that the results are going to come overnight. They don't. I mean, infinite possibilities, God creates miracles, but in most cases they don't because there's a processing and there's a discipline that you get to learn that helps you to really be able to see, oh, okay, in that 60 days cleaning up my nutrition... And journaling really worked for me. So I'm going to carry those into my next 60 days and let's find a third thing that really helps me. Let's try going on walks more often. Perfect. All right. 60 days of that. Now you find that these three things really help you improve and you're starting to see these bigger results in your life and things are changing. You're feeling more empowered and you're feeling more confidence and your body's feeling better. So you're cleaning up your physical energy. You're cleaning up your mental energy with your journaling and you're really starting to feel more connected to you. Amazing. Now what else is possible? Now you've broken through that threshold. Now you can start to really address some of these other areas of your life that are feeling very challenging or stagnant or not moving forward or there's something you really want to take a risk or a leap on and it's like, all right, you have your three things that you can lean on to help you to regulate. So the first thing you need to decide is that you're going to be willing to try. The second thing that you need to decide on is that no matter what, you will not give up because it is in that mentality where you really start to see where you're not rooted into good soil. Talk about a full circle moment. Wow. I literally only prepared a couple points for this podcast and I was just like, God, let me know what they need to hear now. And it's so true because in my journey, 
when I have people come to me and they're like, how did you build a six-figure business online? Consistency AF. Like I started off with just showing up and doing lives. I wasn't even charging. And then I continued to start to analyze that. Okay, well, there's certain things that are working and not working. And the more that I'm working with people and I am choosing to charge, you know, what's standing out for me? What's working for them? Where do they still feel in lack? What are they missing? And then I started to develop programs. And then I just continued to show up online. Like your business isn't going to get off the ground running if one, people don't know who you are. They don't know what you have to offer them and they don't understand why they need it. And there has been many times in my business where there has been lull months where I have made upwards of 15 or what was my biggest month? $18,000. And then some of my lowest months that were three, even when that $3,000 was in that same year of the 18,000, right? So it's like you have these ups and downs in life. There are things that you truly cannot predict. And yes, there are ways to build on that inconsistency. Reoccurring revenue for my spiritual entrepreneurs is literally the way of life. But there is, it's all in the consistency. It's all in the willingness to try. Because eventually, things are going to switch up. Different platforms become relevant. Different activities, different social experiences, different um, fads, different trends, different painting colors, different renos, different, all different things. You are going to change. Your likes are going to change. And you have to be willing to adjust along the way. So that's why you want to be willing to try. And most importantly, to not give up. Because it's when you don't give up that you truly, truly see that you are capable of so much more. And being rooted in that solid soil then you don't struggle with the fear of, is this going to work? Or what if this fails? Because you know that it's such a greater plan that you are tuning into. You're tapping into such a deeper potential than you ever realized that you were capable of. And that's where the healing comes from. That's where you truly start to transform the cellular structure that was once crippling you and keeping you trapped in these mental and emotional experiences that you felt where you were never going to be free of the anxiety, the overwhelm, the fear, and you start to break free of them because your brain's processing differently and your emotional response is different and your behaviors are changing and you feel confident and you're leaning on your faith to be guided and show you the way and it's like a mind-blowing experience. We just wrapped up the How to Connect to Your Spiritual Gifts three-day masterclass and it was absolutely phenomenal the responses that were coming through from the women who showed up for it it's really fascinating because there's this idea that when there's things for free that we really don't invest in our time and the consistency because it was just something to sign up for and they tend to just show up in our inbox and we don't really do anything with them but for the people who are genuinely willing to try willing to show up for their growth Man, do they show up. I remember in the beginning of starting my business and even just going through this journey myself, I signed up for everything for free and I showed up to all of it. And I took the notes. I binged on the podcast with my notebook on on the side and implemented like crazy all these different things that I was being told because I wanted to understand how it worked and I wanted to figure out the best method for me. 
And yes, to a degree, if we don't invest in our growth, we really truly don't take it as genuinely seriously uh, or as seriously. However, don't discredit your willingness to actually show up and change your life because it can even be in a book, a podcast, this podcast, hopefully, uh, uh, a masterclass, a $47 course, whatever it is. That if you show up for it, you will get so much out of it. And it's why I came back to these roots of teaching you of how, about how to empower yourself, how to heal yourself, how to develop yourself. And even when intuition immersion came through for me, it was like a full body F yes that it needed to be created. My whole intention and everything that I've done since day one was to work myself out of a job. I actually don't want you to have to keep relying on this podcast or to rely on courses or to rely on programs that I put out or to rely on coaching. I want you to go through the process to truly, cellularly, genuinely understand exactly what you need to do. I'm getting so fired up. I'm losing my voice again. I want you to genuinely know exactly what to do so that not only do you not need my work anymore, unless it's something specific, right? But then you don't need other people's either. So you can stop involving yourself in all these other courses and programs and healers and experiences and just genuinely know what to do when shit hits the fan or things are uncomfortable or you're feeling stagnant in your life or you want a deeper level of change, whatever it is, whatever it is. And it just makes me so excited to know that God places mission in my heart. And I am so honored to continue to show up and share it with you. So with that being said, I would love to hear your takeaways from this episode. Screenshot and tag me. It means the absolute world to have you sharing this with your friends, your family, your community. And if anything, please go to the iTunes link and rate and review this episode. I love reading what you guys are sharing and leaving each week um, as we go through this experience together. Um, Two things that are up right now, we have Intuition Immersion, which is available for enrollment. One of the most not one of the most, the most powerful eight-week program you'll ever go through. You go through it at your own pace, so don't feel like you have to like get in through it, get through it in eight weeks. Um, each module unlocks each week, and it is there not only for you to go through to immerse and integrate and learn with, but also for you to come back for a resource uh, as well. And secondly. We have the Sip and Social event coming up September 22nd with Kim and Stacy and I. So this is going to be our second one. The first one was an absolute smashing hit. This is an in-person business and entrepreneur networking experience for women local to Edmonton and surrounding area. And it is for women of any and all backgrounds in any industry. Equally, those who are interested in starting a business or wanting to become an entrepreneur, a great room to be in. 
And those who have established businesses or are in the realm of entrepreneurship doing things that they love, come and hang out with us. Your net worth is your net work. And there is no better time to be communicating, connecting with high-level women, people who are thinking in the same zone of genius as you, and who are truly blazing the trails for themselves, their families, for their communities. Oh, it is just so, so, so incredible. Um, I'm also going to be super pregnant, so (laughs) you can come and say hi. I would love to meet you in person. And... um, Yeah, we're just going to have lots of fun. So tickets are going to be available in the show notes and the link to Intuition Immersion is also going to be in the show notes. I'm going to be doing a series, not next week. Next week, we're digging into all things money relationship building with Sandra Joe. Honestly, you're going to love next week's episode. I'm so excited for it. Um, But after that, there's going to be a five-part series of all things connecting to your intuition, which I'm really excited to come out. So the power of planning. Oh man, I'm one of those people who used to just like go with the flow and it'll happen when it happens. And I realize that the more and more I want to grow and develop myself and my life and my business, a plan is so necessary. I'm a Pisces <laughs> for any of you astrologers out there. Um, and it is really hard. It has always been hard for me to like have that like structural discipline. But again, Instead of being attached to the fact that I'm a Pisces, I'm going to just work with my mentality and my emotions and my uh, discipline to shift the energy surrounding my beliefs that I have around that and really start to enjoy structures and plans because they just, they do feel so much more better when you're organized and you're executing and you're not all over the place. (laughs) That only works for so long. All right. I love you guys. I hope you took away some great things from this episode. And I can't wait to hear all of your takeaways uh, when you take me, when you leave your reviews. I am sending you all the love. Until next time. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.